one of the best things I ever did was having a, a, an alarm on my phone and you could change the prompt, but three times a day, just being like, you know, what, how am I feeling right now? And why am I feeling that way? Or, you know, it could be, you know, what's present right now? You know, what, what am I paying attention to right now? Do I want to be paying attention to that? Uh, and then, you know, when you're reading a book or when you're listening to a podcast or when mm -hmm. you're, you know, when you're consuming information to be able to make it so that you're better, being like, does this feel aligned to me? Like, do I feel good when I hear this? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel excited? Mm. What, how do I actually feel? And, and to actually take that information and be like, okay, these things make me happy. These things don't make me happy. Right? These things uh, help me build momentum. These things take away momentum. Mm. And I just look at that for the different parts of your life. Or, I think it's mm. really good to pay attention to that when we're kind of, you know, when we're in learning modes, trying mm. to, you know, better ourselves. You're listening to the Routine Project Podcast, where I, your host, Justin Crawford, am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and so many more with one mission in mind, understanding their routines so we can get into building the ones that make the most sense for us. This is the one podcast that's hyper-focused on routines and routines only. What's cool is I feel like we're learning with the guests of the show because sometimes they come on here and they don't even know that they have these routines. I'm excited you're here to learn something new, so thank you for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. I'm your host, Justin Crawford, and with our new season to start the 2023 year, I'm so excited that we're, we are going to be sharing so many incredible guests with you from all walks of the personal development, business, mindset worlds, uh, and lucky for most of us, most if not all of our guests here on this podcast will have something to say about all three. The greatest thing here on this podcast is that we're diving into the minds of people who are very powerful and influential, and we're going to be able to get into their minds as to what their routines, habits, and rituals uh, have done for them. And the best part is we get to learn as we listen uh, so that we can ultimately build the happiest, healthiest, and wisest version of ourselves in order to achieve everything that we want. Our first guest back with me on this season is Scott Oldford. Scott is a decorated entrepreneur, business advisor, and mentor, and the owner of this very brand we get to call the House of Routine. Through being an entrepreneur since he was a kid, which I can't wait to talk to him about, and having owned a number of seven-figure businesses, uh, he's been able to have like give really a rare insight into how he's coaching and helping other people do the exact same thing through mentorship and advisory work. Uh, hence, because he's been there and he's done that. Entrepreneurs who have been around him have ultimately started thinking about how they want to scale their businesses, which is why he's been able to tap so many people, uh, including investors, advisors, business people, and you name it, he knows every single trick in the book. And I'm sure he's continuing to learn, not just about his routines, but ultimately how he wants to continue to live a happy, healthy, and wise lifestyle. So Scott, thank you uh, for doing this. And this couldn't have been the best possible person to bring on uh, as we launch the new season of the House of Routine podcast. So thank you. Well, thanks for having me there. That was a that was a heck of an intro. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> it's funny. I was like, well, let me pull a little bit of what I know about Scott. But the coolest thing is that I remember when I first met you, I didn't know you were so young when you started in business. And I remember when Scott and I had first met, he was like, you know what, this house of routine thing has something to it. Uh, so we're, we, him and I are both on this journey and, and figuring out how we can help each and every one of us who are listening now, especially through this podcast, which we found to be one of the best media platforms to share such stories. Uh, but we got to start with your story, my friend. I feel like when you start so young in business, the idea that you can do so, especially if you're listening now and you're you're younger, right? You don't have to be 50 plus in your work to, to you know listen to shows like this. But for Scott, I feel like something that was so admirable with you was understanding that you can be young and kind of learn and grow as you go. And yeah. so for you, what was the main decision when you thought about getting into business? And then, you know, fast forward to now, uh, all the greatness that you've accomplished and, you know. So I would say it wasn't even a decision. I think I was too young to know the difference. Mm. I think, I think, I think, uh, I think one of the things about um, uh, life is that the longer you go on in life, the more you start potentially overthinking stuff. Right. And so the beauty of when you're a kid is you don't overthink a lot of things. Right. Mm. You, you see something, you just go for it. You don't, you know, again, this comes back to self esteem, which is why I believe that self esteem is probably one of the most important things, you know, up there with self love and self trust when it comes mm. to, you know, parenting and, 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 and just in life. And, uh, and so I don't know if I ever made a conscious decision. I was just, you know, when I was seven, my dad brought home some chickens and they had <laughs> eggs and I was like, oh, let's sell some of these. Not because I needed to, uh, just because I could. And, and so, you know, uh, that went on and I ended up building my first million dollar business by the time I was 16 years old. And, you know, and then, you know, I went on the version of the hero's journey at the end of the day, because generally speaking, most millionaires that are, you know, self-made millionaires, I'm not talking your house went up or you're, you know, yeah. you're 60 and you, you have a retirement. I'm not talking about that, but you know, entrepreneur led entrepreneurs, uh, millionaires rather generally lose mm -hmm. it all. Like the statistics very high to lose it all before. And, and then you, you make, kind of make back. So I lost it all and went a million dollars in debt by the time I was like 20, 21, like 10 years ago now. And, uh, and so, and that was an amazing experience because, mm. um, you learn, you don't learn a lot when things work. Sure. You really only learn most of your good lessons and you only get to know who you are when nothing works. Um, and, hmm. and, and so, and then you're like, oh, you know, eventually you're like, well, that didn't work and that didn't work and that didn't work. Eventually trial and error, you'll figure something out. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and that's why I think that, you know, entrepreneurship is mostly about, um, and being a great entrepreneur is not by looking at everything and saying, okay, well, you know, I'm not going to go on that path or I'm not going to, it's just getting on the path and mm -hmm. then being in era recovery. Right. So if something goes wrong being like, all right, sweet, awesome. New plan a sure. And, and, and continuing on. So I don't know if it was necessarily a conscious decision. I think it was, and I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs. Sure. I believe some entrepreneurs are just straight up born. Like they're birthed into the world being an entrepreneur. I'm one of them. And then there's people that, aren't like that, that it is, uh, comes from inspiration, comes from motivation. It comes from wanting to do it. And then mm. there's some that like, they don't have a choice. Like it got mm. you know bestowed upon you in a way. Sure. And I think that that's really the three types of people that are entrepreneurs. And then there's some people that I don't think they should be entrepreneurs. Like that's yeah. just not their like DNA. Uh, and it would also like society wouldn't really work if everybody was an entrepreneur. I think you can be right. entrepreneurial, but maybe not sure. like, everyone be an entrepreneur. So anyways, that's a long way to answer that question. But in reality, 
I can't say that at eight years old. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. Like I wasn't inspired by something that way. It was just, it, mm. it was a natural progression of, 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 I didn't know I was an entrepreneur until I was like probably a teenager. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, look, there's a word for this. That's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. You bring up DNA. And I mean, you bring up so many great points that we have to continue to go down rabbit holes with, but DNA of, of you as an entrepreneur now, how would you describe that? Just to give us an idea. I feel like once you've been in the game for a little while of, owning and operating your own thing. And for anybody who yeah. wants to be an entrepreneur, this, this episode's number one, this one's for you. Number two, I think, you know, anybody who's working at all these days have something to learn from kind of what you've been able to identify as your DNA as an entrepreneur now. Heavily modified. I would say mm. I'm heavily modified. Um, you know, I, I think I'm all about organic, but my DNA is, is, is very, when it comes to my entrepreneurial DNA, uh, who I am today versus who I was 10 years ago, well, I, I don't even recognize that person like at mm-hmm. all. I don't even, ra- I, I think very, very little. And and so I think, I think if you're a really good entrepreneur, you evolve very quickly. Sure. I think if you're a really good entrepreneur, you don't get tied to a belief system. You have an open belief system. That's so, right. so I think most people, they, they have a belief and then their job, whether it's outward or inward is to prove that it's the best belief system versus everyone else's belief system. We spend most of our, most people spend most of their life trying to disprove everyone else's belief system in order yeah. to reinforce their own, right? And so if if you're an entrepreneur and, and, and you want to be a multiple success entrepreneur, not just like a one-time success entrepreneur, you've got to come to the realization that just because one thing works doesn't mean it's going to work again. And so like, you know, what got me sort of the, I'm 31 now, um, I've done very well over the last six years. Um, and, and, and I'm, I'm riding high on that, you know, on the high highs and low lows of entrepreneurship, you Mm. never know when the next low is going to happen. You you hope that it's not going to happen. And so I have an open belief system makes it so that it's more less likely to actually happen in my opinion. And so, because what you'll see is, you know, and this is, this could be in career, this could be in anything you do one thing and you're like, okay, you know what? I crushed it. Well, a lot of the time you got to realize that you were just at the right time in the right place. That's right. It wasn't actually you, right? It, it was like you had the right <laughs> skill set, you had the right character, you knew the right people, yeah. right? And so, so you know, I, I, I buy and acquire like I did with House of Routine, um, businesses where I see something that is really amazing, and uh, the person who had it before, whether it was successful or not successful, they did not hit the right time, right place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or, or they did get the right time, right place, and I'm like, and they got it to a plateau where the right time and right place has expired, right? And so I think that that's a really important aspect that most people don't have. And if I didn't go through losing everything, I yeah. wouldn't have ever had this 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 belief because when I was 19, it was like everything I touched turned to gold, right? Well, the reason everything I touched turned to gold is I was in the right market, in the right place, had the right skill set, and I didn't know the difference, Mm. Right. So if you have good skill set and audience and influence and these kind of currencies, I talk about this. I I have uh, one of my books, The Nuclear Effect. You can get it on Amazon or uh, Mm. just Google it. I talk about the different currencies. And this is so important to to realize that, like, Mm. the more money you have, the more time you have, the more audience you have, the more relationships you have, the more influence you have, the more knowledge you have, you're kind of stacking the cards against the fact that you're ever going to fail again. 
or if you do fail, it's not a big deal. It's like you mm-hmm. can avoid the failure versus kind of doing it. And so I think for that reason, I like I'm probably more vig- I I I'm more vigilant now than I was five years ago mm. in terms of is this going to fail or is that going to fail? And I think the more successful you get, ideally, the more sort of you're um, you're expecting something's going to not work more mm. than when you're not successful. You kind of think everything's going to work. You know, when you when I meet people that haven't had success, they think everything's going to work like flawlessly. And when you meet successful people, they go into things just thinking that it's just just no way that like it's it's not really as probable as you may think it is. And so I think that that's a that's a cool not to be pessimistic. It is an optimistic kind of thing, but it is an interesting thing that everything I do, I'm like, "Ah, I don't know if it's going to work. That's it. I just don't know. You, I, you, I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, ah, it might work, might not work, I, and and not even to be attached to the fact that either side. Well, do you think that's a correlation? I mean, that's that's huge. Do you think people are way too attached to like what they're building, and that kind of of that almost stops them from being able to grow, you know, or be as creative as yeah. they need to? And because yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, th- I, I think, I think that happens a lot. I think it, I think it happens a lot when, um. You know, I, I own uh, as of this moment thirty four businesses. Okay, so uh, you know everywhere from five percent up to the whole thing, and and so that makes it really easy for me not to get attached. That's actually yeah. a massive benefit, right? Because if something's not working, uh, it, it, you know, whenever I like have a business, I'm like, okay, I want it here by this date, or I want this yeah. by this, uh, and, and not even as a goal, it's just like I want to know that the momentum's going in the right direction. If it's That's not, right. let me reevaluate. And, and so that definitely, that definitely works. And, and it's almost like, you know, it's almost, I'm married, so this is not a scenario, but like, you know, when you're dating and it's just like, you have fixation on one person yeah. and you're, you're just like fix versus like the number one thing that any dating coach is going to tell you is go on a lot of dates, <laughs> right? Funny. Go on a lot yeah. of first dates, right? You get to know yourself, good. you get to know what you want, you know, like don't go on one date and, and like their best advice is don't have one date on the calendar. And then that's the only date you have. That's right. right. I know this because I've yeah. mentored dating uh, businesses <laughs> and like... people that, right, right. And so, <laughs> and so, and so, you know, it's the same thing. Yeah. Where, where it's not about, I don't think having a bunch of different businesses at the beginning focus is very important. So it's not about having sure. a bunch of different businesses, but it's knowing that people keep on to like their business idea way too long. And it's like, you got to create a set point where you're like, if it's not this, we're just going to take, I love how Kevin O'Leary says, you just got to take it out behind the shed and kind of, you know, end it. And it's a little morbid, <laughs> but you know, I, I, there's, I have some, I, 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 I think there, I think there's a humorous part of, of that. That's important to realize that like every business is just an idea. It's the execution that really matters. It's the strategy that really matters. Mm-hmm. And like I'm on, I don't even, I lost track how many business iterations I'm on and how many different right. versions. And you just also, you don't want to get attached to, you know, once you have something, maybe it's not, maybe you got to blow it up. Maybe you got to sell it. Maybe you, maybe you got to sell. I remember I sold one of my businesses in 2011. I sold for a dollar <laughs> to avoid bankruptcy. I sold it for a dollar to avoid bankruptcy, right? They took over the loan payments I went worst decision I ever made in my entire life, but it was the best one at that time. And, and so sometimes you just got to be like, you know what? I didn't, I, what, what happens was different than what I would expect it. And now let's, 
let's let's get a new set of cards and let me learn and let me bring that forward and i think that that's i think that that's important i think you just you just can't get too attached to quote unquote failure Shoo, I think all of us needed to hear that. If you're listening, number yeah. one, uh, he mentioned his book. We're going to link it in the show notes, but that's so important because I feel like you mentioned the three types of, you know, for the most part, the three types of entrepreneurs. And if anybody who is trying to do something these days, you'd be trying to start a small business, big business, sell it for a dollar, whatever. And, and it's like, it will come down to trial and error. And, and I think your, your notion on attachment is actually so important. So without getting too attached to like, I, I could go down rabbit holes with you for for years on everything you just said, but if we can talk about your routines, I yeah. know that I sure as hell don't own thirty plus businesses, and my routines probably don't look as you know as as robust as yours. So if you could describe to us what you, I guess like let's start here. When did you feel like you first uncovered the significance of routines as they were relative to your, you know, success in business? Yeah, so I think I think that you actually have to go back to realizing that your routine uh, should change as time goes on in your life, right? Mm. And so so I, I talk about, um, uh, I have this framework called the levels of consciousness for business. And I, I partnered with one of my uh, spiritual guides, spiritual mentors, Frederick Dotson. I highly recommend, he got like 45 books. I uh, highly recommend going into his stuff. And so mm. I talked about how, you know, there's four main levels of consciousness, which is reactive consciousness, willful consciousness, intellectual consciousness, and intuitive consciousness. So when we talk about routines, uh, the re one of the core reasons routines are so important and why majority of the majority of society's consciousness on a daily basis, I believe that everyone has all, all of them. They're all accessible to all of us at any time. Uh, but most of us, unfortunately, get stuck in this kind of reactive, willful uh, consciousness. And the reason why routines are so important, it is to be able to steer the reactive into response, or it's to mm. steer the willful into working maybe 12 hours instead of 14 hours. Okay. So I spend majority of my time, to, I work about four hours a day. Okay. So every day, uh, I, I don't really like take off particular a day, like three to four hours a day, every single day. Part of that's the fact that I have a seven month old and that's what works right now. Right. Taking a day off doesn't really make sense in this mm -hmm. current moment in my current life. OK, um, that will change, of course, into the future. And again, routine changes based upon that. Yeah. So my routine, when I was a million dollars in debt and I was purely in reactive willful consciousness, I needed a very specific routine of getting up at three thirty in the morning. Right. I needed that like, all right, I'm going to get a shit ton of stuff done before anyone even wakes up and is in my email box. That's because right. That that debt was pushing me into a responsive, uh, or sorry, a reactive and willful place, and so that routine was very different than, for example, when, uh, you know, in 2016, I uh, was was really kind of when I hit my stride, mm. and then it was it was much more of all right, I need to wake up and I need to go to the gym, all right, I need to wake up and I need to do a little meditation, all right, I need That's to right. wake up and hit the hot tub. Right. Yep. So now, now it went to, okay, let's make sure I stay in my willful consciousness. Okay. And so then it went into the intellectual. And if you look at all of the routine things and you look at all of the people, you can see the little parts of where their main level of consciousness actually is simply based upon what mm -hmm. they say their routine is. I listened to somebody and they said, oh, well, I don't have a routine. That's intuitive consciousness. Oh, I get up at 3 a.m. and I do this, 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 this. All right. That's that person helping themselves get into willful consciousness. Mm -hmm. Now, 
you can literally on a specific day say, today I need to be in willful consciousness and build mm -hmm. your routine based upon that exact level of willful consciousness. And you could do it. But if you at the same time are trying to relax, you go on a vacation and you're trying to take your routine to an intuitive consciousness, which is let me meditate. Let me sit on the beach. Let me enjoy. Let me have fun. Your routine is going to break down and not help you do that. Instead, you're going to be anxious on your vacation. Instead mm -hmm. of empowered, instead mm -hmm. of being excited, you're going to feel anxiety. Okay, so the the actual real uh, beauty of a routine is knowing why you're actually doing it and what level of consciousness you're in. And so today, for the most part, and I know I'm going way, way, way off. I'm not even explaining I love my this. necessary this level. Okay. Uh, and 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 I've never seen anyone ever talk about this before. That's why I'm, I'm excited to talk about it, which is my day-to-day -day is wake up whenever my son decides to wake up, <laughs> anywhere from 4.30 to 6 a.m., okay? And I'm with him in that amount of time, and I have no phone. I, when I wake up, I don't look at my phone. I don't look at my phone. I don't look at my anything. Why? Because I'm trying to craft the highest level of presence with him as possible. Then I strap him on me. And then I work for as long as he is asleep, right? Now that could be for this morning it was 44 minutes. And yesterday it was 45 minutes. And the day before it was two hours. Yeah. I have no control over that. There is absolutely zero control that I have over his sleep. So I have a list of things I would like to do over the next one to two weeks. That's on my computer. I wake up. I'm like, what do I enjoy? What do I want to do today? Which one do I want to enjoy? I don't check email. I don't check anything out. I don't check apps. I don't check text messages. What am I trying to get done today? Right? I don't need mental power to, to I can do, I can reply to a text message any day. I reply to messages any day. I can look at email anytime. And so then until his next sleep period, which my wife then takes him, and that's my next work window. Yeah. And I do the exact same thing, right? We're in one of those work windows right now right? Or one of those sleep windows right now, right? And so and so then I go back and we hang out and then I have my third work window. Now, he's going to switch to two naps in two months. And in five months after, he's going to switch to one nap. That's right. I don't know what my routine is going to look like, but right now, that's where I'm like, all right, sweet. Today, this is my routine because my son is my routine in this current moment. My friends, I'm not sure if you've been into any supplements recently, especially ones for the brain, but here on this episode today, we've got a sponsored message from our friends over at Mind Lab Pro. This all-in-one nootropic formula is one that I highly recommend to those who want to level up in their daily lives, especially those who are seeking a more focused, clear, and cognitive day. Now they've been called the world's number one brain supplement, and here's why. The Road to MLP version 4.0 started back in 2015, the year of the smart drug. They'd heard of the hype coming out of Silicon Valley, and then they saw the movie Limitless, but they knew what the reality of brain smart drugs and supplements were going to look like. A lot of times when it comes to these types of supplements, the anxiety, crashes, and burnout all occur, and so they wanted to do something that was clean, safe, and smart that we could all be taking to help with our brain functionality. MindLab Pro targets all areas of cognition and all types of people, helping anybody and everybody to work, play, live, and age smarter. They're consistently innovating their strategies and techniques, partnering with industry leaders in nutrition technology, and more importantly, coming up with the best formulations. And the best part is their mission remains the same, to deliver the ultimate all-in-one nootropic formula to optimize human performance and long-range brain health without costing the earth. 
Believe it or not, I've been taking three capsules throughout my work days, somewhere between around 11 a.m. and 2 p.m., before or after lunch. And y'all, for someone who has a high attention span like myself and a quick-moving brain, this formula has allowed me to somehow focus and lean into my daily priorities in a smarter, faster, and stronger way than ever before. Now, as someone who's taken these types of formulas before, I would not recommend something if I didn't really try it. And I know three capsules sounds like a lot per day, but it's usually just between Monday and Thursday or Monday and Friday when I really need to lean in on some of these deliverables and things I want to get done to be a more productive version of myself. Oh, and I forgot to mention almost that MindLab Pro's sustainability ethos as a company is my favorite thing ever. This formula is the cleanest, greenest brain supplement on the planet. 100% plant-based, vegan certified, and ethically sourced. Delivered in recycled boxes and biodegradable shipping materials too. Okay, now I want you to try it for yourself if you're at all interested by going to mindlabpro.com. That's M-I-N-D-L-A-B-P-R-O.com and you'll get 15% off thanks to the show right here that you're listening to by using that promo code ROUTINE15. And when you use the supplement, my friends, I promise you'll watch your performance and brain health go to the next level. Again, that link is www.mindlabpro.com and just use that promo code for 15% off at checkout, routine15. Um, so my routine two years ago, sleep in until whenever the heck I want. Yeah. Wake up, go for a walk for however long I want it. <laughs> Maybe go for a drive, do a couple of hours of work and then kind of, you know, rinse and repeat. And so, and so I'm, I'm sort of in this interesting place where each day I'm sorry, my routine is, 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 is currently changed drastically. Wow. And instead of me being like, okay, well, you know, I need to do this. My mind wants me to like get control over this, but it's beautiful. Cause I don't have a choice, but to surrender if I want to spend the amount of time with my son that I do. That's right. And so it's been beautiful because it's like my routine is a routine that gets kind of woven together each day with no real honest. And like all my meetings are like, yeah, whenever my son is asleep, I'll talk to you. Yeah, it's not. Hey, you know, like before I was like, hey, can you get a little bit earlier? Because my son's going to be up. And if so, I'm going to have to move the session. And to have that level of flexibility is obviously very, very, very like that's amazing. And. I created it because most people won't create it. Most people That's are right. like, well, I need, I need like, this. I'm I need to put control. I'm control over this. I'm like, all right, this is the reality I want to create. I don't want to, I don't want to, I, you know, I only take six hours of phone calls a week. Two yeah. years ago, yeah. I was on the phone 40 hours a week. We get to create whatever reality we want, but we've got to like be intentional about it. That's exactly right. I mean, you, you guys, I, Again, I didn't I kind of knew Scott was going to allude to some of these things, but I think we just signed up for a really nice episode to take some notes because it's not that like you said it, you can have a routine, but like understanding that that can and probably will change and being able to find comfort in that. Yeah. So that's my next question. Like, did you feel like there was a particular time where you had to like find so much comfort in this stable yet? so random routine that you'll have to create by the day it never worked for me you know like the people yeah. that are like and i think that that's like the truth of the matter is is that you got to be kind of like you got to understand like there's micro routines inside of you know what i do which is which is like you know every afternoon i'll check telegram which is where i communicate yep. with all the different businesses i work on okay. every night before like when when right now when libby's uh putting my son to sleep uh, because we're still in the phase that uh we don't really do that together just yet um 
you know, that's when I kind of check in on those things. Cause like at 6 30 PM, I don't need a whole lot of brain capacity for that. Right. But if I'm going to write or I'm going to build business strategy, like this morning, I was writing a contract for acquiring a business. I'm like, I need to do that in the morning. You know what I mean? I can't, if I do that at night, it's not going to be good. Yeah. And, 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 and so I, I think it's, I think you, I think a lot of people thrive when they have routine. I think a lot of people mm -hmm. thrive when they have, you know, the hey, 5 a.m. at 5.30, I do this. Like the Miracle Morning, yeah. Hal Elrod, sure. uh, I met him many years ago. And I was like, I tried that. And I was just like, this don't fucking work for me. You know what I mean? I was just like, this don't work for me. I love Hal. I really do. But I'm just like, this does not work for me. Yeah. And so I think finding what works for you, whether it's like the super structured 5 a.m., 5.10, 5.15, like if that works for you, that's amazing. And I also think there's like specific more, uh, like my routine is everything I need to do is always on an Apple note. Mm. Like my team has access to it. They add things. And then I go in there in the evening before. And like, that's one routine, right? Evening yep. before I look at it, I'm like, okay, cool. Uh, another routine. I always take a shower in the evening, you know what I mean? To kind of wash off that. Like, so there's like routines wow. inside of my like day, but they're not like, if I miss the shower i'm like all right i'm stinky um and, and but it's like not a big deal like i'm not attached to it it's just like i love drinking like five green juices a day and it makes me feel amazing yeah but like you know on new year's day when they're closed and i can't order it to my house what am i gonna do and and so i i think i think the 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 downside to having a super structured routine is that uh, your ability to surrender to the experience that is that day mm -hmm, mm -hmm. dwindles. And I think that's just simply just what you kind of got to be careful with. And I also don't believe in the notion that like, you got to have everything planned or you're not going to get it done. It's like, you're never going to get everything done. That's right. Right. You're never. And if, and if you do, you don't have enough shit on your plate. And, <laughs> and, 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 you know, like I've never been bored in my life. You know, people go around, they're like, I'm bored. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, like, what do you mean you're bored? Like, how could you be bored? I've got a, I've got 20 lives to go before I could ever be bored. And, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, anyway, so to, to return to the original question, which I don't even remember what it was, but, but overall it is, it is about being able to, in my opinion, yes, to create flexibility, uh, and, know what works for you and also know that like at a certain point what worked won't wow. work anymore me i look back and i'm like i really wish i slept in every single morning yeah i really you know and i know you wake up super early because we text and you're in like new york and i'm here and you know it's like you know i'm up with arrow at 3 a.m and you're up and i'm just like oh man i wish i wish he just <laughs> i wish he just slept in a bit I, you know, I'm, I, I have like, I have like sleep anxiety for like other people now, you know, sure. just like, you got to get it in, you got to get it in. I mean, you know, assuming that you want to have kids someday, uh, or, or, you know, going down that, that kind of road. Uh, but, um, anyways, I I'll hear end you. my answer. I'll end my answer there. Cause I could just keep talking about that. All I could, we talk could about keep listening. Absolutely. It's interesting. If we can even go down the advice lane yeah. now with you, because I, you know, as, as things have worked for you, I think people, I mean, that's the biggest lesson of Scott's conversation with us now is that like, 
when we as people are trying to really navigate a personal and professional life, especially as they start bleeding together, like you carrying your son as you're working. So he's taking a nap on your back. Like these things continue to happen in your lifespan. And before all of it's over, you do not want to look back and regret that you were stuck almost right in a routine, for example. And so in order not to get so stuck or maybe fixate the right word, you know, what's the best advice you would give folks who are really looking, especially, I mean, listen, we are really at the top of the year. It's perfect time to kind of lean into podcasts like these or you know certain books and and getting into new habits and rituals for yourself that make sense for you and only you right that's something we've been hitting on every season of this podcast but for you and and us really like what advice would you give folks who really want to manifest you know what's going to really work for them yeah i mean i think i think you gotta like you gotta try a lot of different things you know what i mean it's just like um it's just like what I, I was trying to, you know, I used to be 360 pounds when I was 17 and I lost half my body weight in, in 18 months. And I was very stretched. You know what I mean? Like that was a very stretched time in my life. I wake up mm. every single morning at 4am. I'm at the gym at 5am. Yeah. I'm at the gym again at 12. I'm at the gym at five and I'm at the gym. And I spent four hours of every day of my life for 18 months in the gym. Mm. I ate 13 meals a day, exact same thing every day for 18 months, no cheat meals, no cheat days, just like, so I know what I like. I also know what I'm capable of in terms of like yeah. routine of like, you know, Hey, we're going to do this. And I went from like having four, I mean, I was like, you know, 360 pounds to 180, um, with being able to bench press, you know, over 450 pounds. Sure. And so, so mm-hmm. like, I know what, I know what that version takes. And then that didn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you, you, you know, I'm just like, why am I, we're at the gym for four. I like, what am I going to achieve now? Like, I, I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I'm five foot nine. I'm not a bodybuilder. I don't have a bodybuilder <laughs> physique. You know what I mean? I don't have a, I'm not a six foot two. Like, where's this going? Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's just like, well, that doesn't work anymore. And so I, you know, I had to transition. I tried CrossFit. I tried this and I tried that. Uh, when I came to eating, I was like, oh, let me try being a vegan. Let me try being this, you know, let me try this for 30 days. Let me try that. You know, let's try mm-hmm. eating just meat for 30 days. Um, and then you're like, all right, sweet. I like this. It's like that. So it's like, you know, I, I think balance in life comes from trying a bunch of different things. That's mm-hmm. why I love, like I'm 31 now. Like I'm, I love my, the twenties is so good about being able to just try a bunch of shit. You know That's what right. I mean? It's like, try everything on. You know what I mean? Like, let me try that on. Let me try that on. I think twenties is amazing for that. And I mean, your whole life can be, but your twenties particularly mm. one of the easiest yeah. times because there's like lack of responsibility yeah. and you, like you can get away with pretty much anything. And and so and so um, it's it's it, it's it's really uh, trying a bunch of things on, and then asking one of the best things I ever did was having a, a an alarm on my phone, and you could change the prompt but three times a day, just being like, you know, what, how am I feeling right now? And why am I feeling that way? Or, you know, it could be, you know, what's present right now? You know, what what am I paying attention to right now? And 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 you just kind of ask yourself because most of your day you're going, you know, you're, you're you're most people their whole day they're they're pretty much you know when you get in a car you put the GPS on you have no idea where the last hour went you're like where like I don't I am not conscious of anything that just happened you know what I mean like what happened I have built in I have built in auto drive you know and 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 it's the same thing right Mm. but if 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 you're if you got that alarm whether it's three times a day or once a day or five times a day ten times a day um to be able to kind of like alert you of being like all right what am I actually paying attention to do I want to be paying attention to that 
Uh, and then, you know, when you're reading a book or when you're listening to a podcast or when mm -hmm. you're, you know, when you're consuming information to be able to make it so that you're better, being like, does this feel aligned to me? Like, do I feel good when I hear this? Do I feel anxious? Do I feel excited? Mm. What, how do I actually feel? And, and to actually take that information and be like, okay, these things make me happy. These things don't make me happy. Right? These things uh, help me build momentum. These things take away momentum. Mm. And I just look at that for the different parts of your life or the different pieces of information because it's like, you know, you may listen to me and be like, I just don't resonate with this guy. And that's totally mm. cool. Mm. And like, I, like, I love that, but it's really important for you to know what you resonate with versus what you don't versus like, well, this guy's a, this guy's a millionaire and this guy's successful. So I got to listen to him. That's really bad advice. I think right. that you really should listen to people that you resonate because if you, if you naturally, if you feel like excited and energized when you're in front of somebody, mm -hmm. that means there's like, there's something more there. If you listen to some, like there's some people I just like, I'm just like, I just don't resonate. I'm like great person, really love them. But I just, there's just nothing there for me. And I think it's mm -hmm. really good to pay attention to that when we're kind of, you know, when we're in learning modes, trying to you know better ourselves that's right and that level of self-awareness too i think takes people far beyond where they thought they were going to go personally and professionally i mean you've yeah. probably seen that in in all the years right? being able to try all these different things but quickly and it doesn't have to be quickly right but you could probably attest to this like as soon as you feel like something's no longer working or serving to yeah. then either learn instantly. and move on instantly yeah. move from it. But just like if it's just, yeah. it's just it's just like, you know, some people they start a book and they have to finish it. And it's just like, you know how many books I haven't finished? Almost oh, all of them. I've... Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I don't really listen to podcasts anymore. It's just not my desired way of yep. kind of uh listening or, or learning. My desired way of learning is like if I want to learn something, I go to find the best person in the world and pay them a bunch of money and learn it from them. That's yep. kind of that's that's one advantage of having money is you, you don't have to listen to a person third hand you just ask your own questions um i put that up there on one of the coolest things of, of having money is being able to talk to anybody um and 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 so you know but in all of the time of of you know during that uh, uh process in this process it's like as soon as something doesn't feel good and i'm not talking like the feel good of like you getting up at 3 30 in the morning yeah. I'm talking like in your body, you're like, there's just no, not much, there's just nothing here anymore. Mm -hmm. Or like that habit, you know, when I deleted all social media off of my phone, and that's been a couple of years now, right? I, I don't literally, I don't even know my login for Instagram. You know, you can go to my Instagram, it's got 100,000 plus followers and everything else, and it's my content. Mm. I don't know how to log into my own Instagram. Don't know how to log into my own TikTok. Don't, uh, the only thing I, I, I have Facebook with the, like the newsfeed eradicator yeah. and I'm just like, and that's where I like post my email list. Like that's it. And I was like, this social media isn't helping me anymore. I go there and all I end up five minutes later comparing myself to some other person that's made apparently more money than me. Mm. That's all I get. That's all, or or if I go on TikTok, everyone somehow everybody's just has some story of somebody cheating on somebody, right. and I'm just like, why, why why am I filling my head with like you know 19 year old drama shit that somehow won't stop popping up on my TikTok, and 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 so you know and and so I just ended up being like, social media is not for me. Let me like curate. Let me you know let me go run businesses instead. 
Let me go have some real fun. And realizing that that works for you. Yeah. And that's what works for me. I just love, and I'm like, that's what works for me. Again, in this season. And then someday, five years from that, I might be like, you know, I'm going to sell it all. And I'm just going to go and live on my land. And I'm just going to be a farmer. And um, I'm just going to go back to my roots and uh, start selling eggs again. And with, you know, who knows? That could be it. We'll net, we'll, we, we won't know until it happens. That's right. Scott, this is incredible. You guys, we're going to have to bring Scott back without a doubt, because I think there's a lot of things he's alluded to. Again, we'll, we'll highlight a lot of it in the show notes, of course. Uh, and we'll link everything that Scott Oldford's about, where you can find him, where you can sign up for a lot of what he's doing, see what he's doing. More importantly, you're not going to find him on social, so we're not going to link those. No, I'm kidding. We'll still link those too. But Scott, before we go... Uh, as as routines have been such a big part of almost everyone's lives, the purpose yeah. and mission of this show is to really help people find out what works for them, which that's the perfect thing that you talked about. And as you've saw what worked for you over the course of every year you've done business, the years that were the most successful and the years that flat out sucked ass and where you lost a million dollars. So leave us with this. When you think about how important it is to do what works for you and looking at the 2023 year and how for all of us listening to you right now, is there anything that comes to mind as, as, as you think about how to live a healthy, happy, wise lifestyle and still be able to make the money that you want to? I mean, sometimes you won't, sometimes you, sometimes they're, they're not, they're not two of those things aren't in alignment. Sometimes the amount of money you want to make, you got to change how much money you want to make. You know, I, uh, in 2022, I made the least amount of money since I made it since 2016. Okay. Uh, why? Because I wanted to take off a bunch of time and I made a lot of decisions that are, will pay off in the future, but they won't today. And one of them is to be able to, you know, take off three, four months when my son came. Uh, one of those decisions was to work, you know, far less. And uh, my ego doesn't like that. My ego hates it. My ego wants to make, my ego always wants to make more than last year. My mm. ego always wants to be healthier than last year. My ego always, and, and the truth is that's not reality, right? Every year uh, can be better but every year is different. Mm. And that doesn't mean that last year, like this year has to beat last year. You've got to know what you're committing to in this year and what's in alignment for you this year, which is, I'll give you an example, a health perspective last year. 2022 was purely just like, let's get by. Why? And so I have a chef, so my food's locked in. I, I you know, but in terms of like, I'm not going to a gym this year. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't have the time, right? I don't have the time for that, right? Now, if your health's really important to you, I'm sure that if you lived my exact same life, you could fit in that type. Mm -hmm. But for me, I'm like, you know what? I, the gym, the, we're, we're building a, a, a second house right now. Got a built-in full-on gym, you know, uh, beautiful. We're doing a renovation on this house. Full built-in gym. And I'm like, you know what? I'll hit the gym hard when we get there. Mm. And until then, I do. I got my couple of weights in the back. I lift them up, put them down three times a week. I call it a day. Not going to have mm. a six pack. Not really concerned about it. And so, and so 
for me, it's really important for me not to go and like try to take someone else's version of fitness or yeah. even a past version of fit. I like when I, you know, went to the gym four hours a day and yeah. not to allow him to judge me, right? Not to allow that to, to occur. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's, you got to know what you're, you know, you're committing to going into that next year. And as long as you know, in your conscious of what mm. you're committing to, then you don't get the comparison of, well, last year I did this or, oh, well, you know, I should be doing better than that. And um, I think that that makes a lot more sense because like life, if you want balance, it's about rebalancing each piece. It's not about just more of all of it. Mm. If you have more mm. of all of it, you actually end up not having the life you want. That's right. Because it's like, there's only 24 hours in a day and you can only focus on so many things in a particular year. And that's generally where you end up getting people that are super burnt out. That's right. Super unhappy. Super. Mm. They have everything on paper and nothing that they want. And, um, you know, and I've been there a couple of times mm -hmm. and, and through being there, I learned that you balance is about rebalancing and what you want in 2022 is different than 2023, different 2024, different 2025. And uh, enjoy the seasons of life and be present with them. Cause that's the thing that's going to make it. So you never, you never regret. I look back when I was in debt, those were the best times. I'll never get to experience that again. Right. I'll never get to experience that like that again. And even if I went into a debt today, even if I, even if I lost it all today, it would be a different experience than then. And, and I think that, uh, I think that that people wish away their life, no matter the circumstance, instead of like really embracing it, because it's like, you're going to look back at a photo and always say, those were the good old days mm. for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think we, I, I, I don't know about you guys. I think we could totally, uh, go into the new year with those thoughts. Thank you for letting us into your brain, Scott. It's it's so fascinating sometimes. The And and folks, we're going to have way more Scots on the show in, in the sense that people have so many experiences and knowledge that they're, you know, they'll be able to share with us on this podcast. But to start with you, Scott, that's not going to change. You are the first one back. And, you know, for the house of routine, I think there's a lot of things we can continue to learn. More importantly, like you had said, to be fluid and accepting of this life that's going to ebb and flow. Uh, and if all of us, if, if that's what we take from you today, in addition to all the other nuggets you gave us, I'm very grateful. I'm inspired and I get to work with Scott every day. So it's like, you know, but everybody else, I, I just hope that you're able to find something and you took some notes and you can follow along with everything that we'll have in the show notes below as well. Uh, and then be sure to share this with people. Best part of these podcasts is that they don't go anywhere. So for as long as you think of the house of routine and Scott Oldford, we can totally share it with some other folks and inspire them uh, in their business entrepreneur and fatherhood journey. You gave us some tips on fatherhood too, which is really exciting. Yeah. Uh, and then for anybody who clicked play for the very first time, thanks for being here. And if you've come back for another episode, we can't do the show without you. So before you guys leave, be sure to leave a rating review and do all the great things to follow us and stay along with the journey for the House of Routine podcast. And until the next episode, this was Scott Oldford. Uh, I'm Justin, and we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thanks again, Scott. Thank you. It's Justin again, and that concludes today's episode. I hope you learned something new or exciting about routines, or at least took something away from the guest I had on the show. Now I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast, so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh, and you know how it goes. The show only gets better when I hear from you. So drop a rating and review and let me know what you loved and maybe what we can do better on this podcast to keep you coming back each week. 
Now, until I get that next episode to you, start building the routines that matter most to you and inspire others to do the same.